Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 120, recording on Sunday, September 18th, 2022. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And we were away last week. I had COVID. And there were lots of shows and things to talk about, so we'll be catching up on all of those, starting with State of Play. That'll be the primary focus. Then Nintendo Direct, UB Forward, and D23, which everyone is abuzz about. But before we get into that, we got to touch on a big story today, even though I'm not... I'm not crazy about talking about rumor or speculation, but these guys, Sean especially, is losing it. He's like, if we don't talk about this, we have to address it. It's going to be a huge thing. So let's talk about a quick GTA 6. Apparently footage leaked. I haven't seen any of it. Uh, I tried to click on things and the footage has been removed. Sean knows the details. He's a hacker. He, he knows what's going on. Sean, what's the deal here? I I don't know all the details, but and I didn't actually watch the videos, but I believe they have been confirmed to be legit. And so what I just read kind of just prior to the show was that somebody did hack them, but it was more of a uh, social engineering situation. They kind of were able to maneuver themselves to get onto the team slack. And somehow from there, they got access to this stuff. So it's it's videos, screenshots, and uh, source code as well. The source code thing is kind of a big deal, and I did not know about that. When I first heard about it, I assumed that people working from home, someone broke into someone's house or copied files from a computer. I was kind of surprised to hear it was uh, like a hacking thing, but since it's social engineering, my speculation was get into the Slack, get access to someone's desktop at home that's working remotely and uh, get access to local files. But I think the big news was it's Vice City scenario. I I did read something about that, but again, I, I, I really wasn't that interested in the details of the game. I mean, I know it hasn't been announced yet, like, but we all know that there would, would be a GTA 6, so that's not that crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's very few things that could happen in this leak that would be, wow, I did not see that coming for GTA. <laughs> Pretty much can picture what a new GTA game is going to look like at this point. The only, I think they were one of the f- videos had like a female character. I, I mean, I guess the biggest shock would be if GTA went create your own character versus like characters in a story, no matter how many there are. That would be the biggest surprise to me. But I think they kind of fulfill that um, expressive play element through GTA Online. So even then, I would be. Very shocked if that happened. Is this a big deal? Do leaks matter, as Sean uh, might have said before the show? Are these leaks a big deal? What do you guys think? Well, that is the question. Uh, you know, like, I, I think a lot of fans are like, what's the big deal? Like, we deserve to see some stuff. Why haven't they announced this game yet? But, uh, you know, obviously this is pretty early, so some of the stuff looks kind of rough. So that's, you know, number one, it could affect people's perception of the game. People look at these screenshots and they're like, what the hell? This looks like crap or something, which, you know, would that affect GTA sales? Hard to believe that would even then how bad could it be where they couldn't, it might even be better that they could react to it or change things the way every Sonic thing that's ever happened does. Like it's not like launching the game. It's, 
it might even benefit them to have stuff leaked. I'm not going to go down any cons- conspiracy routes, but <laughs> like they can react to things. Yeah, I mean, and they're at a point where like Rockstar can take their time and release stuff when they want to. Like they have, there's no pressure there. They take their times with their games, so that's you know, it's it's messing with their marketing plan and all that kind of stuff, right? Totally. I I would say in terms of the source code getting leaked. That is a big deal because they could have some, you know, pretty impressive tech uh, behind the scenes that they maybe don't want to share with, you know, the other, you know, game developers around. But at the same time, if uh, someone who doesn't know what they're doing is looking at the source code for a game engine, it is gigantic. There is so much code. It would take you so long to figure out how everything works, how everything's tied together. Um, cause it's not like he also downloaded all the documentation for the engine and you know, how, how everything if, runs. If there is documentation. So, I mean, I, yeah, if there is documentation. I also like for their engine, it also theoretically might not be that hard to take that engine, strip out any GTA six specific code and like post it on underground servers, whatever torrent sites. Like it's not that out of the question that you could use that and people could start modding and making games with that engine for free. Now, how big of an audience there is for that or the ability for people to make money might be nothing. So uh, no one could legitimately use it to make money, I don't think. No, at least not for a few years. I would say it would take you at least a few years to like basically reverse engineer how to use the whole thing and then create assets and create a game with it. So, And by that time... I mean, you're talking about one person trying to make something with the GTA engine to make an open world game, and you're comparing that to like Assassin's Creed, who has a team of a thousand, and Rockstar who has like a team of two thousand. Like they're gonna blow whatever yeah. this thing well, is into the water. Really, so the thing matter. you said, any the only beneficial thing would be really specific technology or algorithms yeah. they've developed that are unique. Otherwise, yes. you know. People know how to what you need to make a game engine. If they could make it on their own, they would. And there are yeah, other and, game engines out there. So yeah, and it's not like we're living in in the age where you know an Unreal Engine license was a million bucks, right? Like we now have free Unreal Engine, free Unity, free whatever the other ones are. Um, so like you have options that are very viable, very well documented, lots of tutorials online. And then you're thinking like, oh, yeah, but I could use the Rockstar engine, which has no documentation, no tutorials online, <laughs> no information at all that I could figure out how it works. Like, it just doesn't make sense um, to, to use this engine to make a game if you really wanted to make a game other than to say, hey, I stole the Rockstar engine and I'm using it as your marketing push. But I don't think that's a good idea to do that. Yeah, I think in terms of uh, like what could hurt the company would be stuff like code of randomness for loot boxes or how they like cheat people out of stuff like that that is the only thing i could really see or i mean there could be code from maybe third party partners or something that that could get them in trouble like that could be something maybe but yeah i guess you know and then there's questions of like internally what does this mean like obviously security they they need to have questioning their their security. Uh, you know how is this possible? How did somebody get their way into the Slack? And then you know other things like does this mean they don't want people working from home? Like is that going to stop? Like I don't know. But 
it, I think it will have more of an impact internally. I, I don't know, like, would it ever hurt sales? I don't think so. That seems impossible. But, uh, you know, beyond all that, it is illegal. So <laughs> it's not just like, hey, fans should should get access to this. Like, no, they can release stuff when they want. And this was illegal. It was definitely Great. illegal, Sean. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you wanted to talk about it. I didn't want to acknowledge it. You wanted to... You, I think we uh, we just nailed it right there. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the state of play. Uh, so, State of play September 2022 from Sony. Uh, this happened about a week and a half ago now, I think. Or was it this past week? I can't even was, tell anymore. This past week. It, After it COVID, I, I... Part of TGS, right? I think. Or leading up to TGS? I, I don't know. Perhaps. I honestly like that. can't remember the days anymore at this point from whence I got COVID and beyond. Um, whence was used incorrectly in that context. I apologize. <laughs> it's long, I got long, long COVID. Everything I do now, that, that's my excuse. Something's up. Something is up uh, with the way I'm thinking about things. Um, let's start with the... Again, we're not going to go through everything. I think we're going to have to do highlights for most of this stuff. Too many things to talk about. Number one, the thing that had the the world abuzz was the the last part of the presentation, the God of War Ragnarok trailer. And I really like God of War. I don't think I love it as much as everyone else. I think it's a very good game, uh, a great game with a couple of small flaws. And I was excited for this game just because there's not much else coming out this year and it's a triple a big game from sony and my expectations were blown away with this trailer i think like art wise variety uh the characters the bosses the creatures the camera work um and most importantly the gameplay like i was like how are they going to expand on that combat which i i liked but didn't love if it wasn't for like the variety the game introduces halfway through I, it's spoiler in that trailer. Can we say it now? Can I talk about spoilers from God of War 1? I, th- I, think, I think you can. I think we talked about it. You see the Blades of Chaos in this trailer. So it, they ha- uh, they give you the Blades of Chaos halfway through God of War. And one of the best twists that involves gameplay, I would probably say ever in video games. It, like, it needed it so bad at that point. I loved the axe and I'm getting kind of sick of it. And then all of a sudden, boom, story, twist, moment, changes gameplay for the rest of the game for the better uh, and having options to play so good so those are in and they've expanded gameplay with like grapple mechanics uh, using that like for locomotion it looks like to, to get to some place very quickly uh, there's certainly new aiming mechanics within combat with weak spots with runes on enemies and a few things there so I'm like okay th- it looks like they've really expanded on combat and uh you know, I found I, I got a little repetitive with button mashing. And if you remember, you would mash like the secondary button with Atreus to shoot arrows and do, do stuff from the side. Um, there was a quick time moment where there's this weird creature that he wrestles and then Atreus yeah. starts shooting it. That looked amazing. Uh, so, yeah, it's I feel like it's doing sequels the way you should compared to Horizon, whether that's actually true. Uh, when we play it, that remains to be seen. But are you guys in to the level I am on Ragnarok? I must say it looked pretty good. They also added a new sword weapon, 
which I don't think you mentioned there. Uh, no. Which I thought was really cool looking. I, mean, I didn't see the sword. Have, I feel stupid. I think uh, someone in the Discord says like 35 seconds into the trailer or something like that. It's pretty early on. It's only for a brief moment of time um, in like a bluish looking area. Um, but also, the I love that the Mamir head is back. That provided like so many like humorous moments in the first game. Uh, that I'm really excited for that. The one thing they didn't show, which I really enjoyed in the first game, was that sort of exploration element of like throwing your axe and knocking things down and finding little goodies hidden around. They didn't really show that off at all, from what I remember. But um, every like movement, every animation just was so polished, had so much weight behind it. You could tell, like, just this game has real quality. And that. I don't know if it was CG or some sort of crazy in-game cinematic type thing, but that eclipse arrow shot thing they had was amazing. I I couldn't believe that they were showing that in a trailer like this. And that I don't, I don't know. I was just blown away by that. If that's in game, like that's a crazy high quality scene. There's a montage at the end with some chase sequences too, with like a a dog sled and going through this forest where trees are getting pulled down. It's if if those are gameplay moments, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's like I was excited, didn't really need to see a trailer to sell me on this, but like it did take it to another level. You know, like it kind of reminded me, like I think maybe I kind of forgot like the last God of War was last gen. This is like a next or current gen, I guess, now. No, no, uh, I think it comes out on PS4 as well. Well, yeah, but I just mean like it's and I guess that could that could maybe be a strike against it as we've discussed in the past, but I I think it looks very impressive, very current gen, the scale of everything, which I mean, that's always been kind of the big selling point of God of war, but you know, it seems like they've upped it again. And uh, yeah, I mean like all these kind of showcases we're going to be talking about today, most of them were pretty underwhelming, but to end with this, uh, you know, it was, it kind of set itself apart from almost every other trailer we had seen. So, yeah, there was a bunch of shows leading up to this. The Nintendo Direct was earlier in the day. And then I feel by saving this to the end, Sony kind of showed last and established that this is the game that uh, is probably going to dominate the holidays and will most likely be up against Elden Ring for Game of the Year. Uh, I guess we'll see, but yeah, it looks awesome. I'm way more excited than I was a short while ago, so it's uh, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Okay, uh, in terms of other stuff going on here, the two major things for me um, were Stellar Blade, which was formerly uh, Project Eve, which is another 3D action game. I think we've talked, I'm kind of getting burnt out on that in general, but this one did look particularly good. Uh, and I'm excited for that. And secondarily, um, a new Team Ninja open world game. And it's also, a, I think, Japanese, possibly fantasy or feudal Japan, uh, called Rise of the Ronin, which I believe is published by Sony. Don't quote me on it. I, I, I it did say it was a PS5 exclusive. Yeah, I think it's. So I don't know if it's published by Sony, but they definitely have some sort of deal. 
I, I feel like all three of the games I just mentioned were under the Sony Interactive Entertainment banner. Uh, so that is 2024. And I thought it looked pretty good. I love Neo. I'm definitely excited for this, but I was already like, we have enough of these types of games. Can we get some new ideas? And we didn't know about Rise of the Ronin yet. And we didn't know about the Ubisoft Japan open world game as well. So I don't know how, like, it just seems like we need some new open world ideas here because it's and i i guess i shouldn't say that because i tend to love all of these games sekiro neo um uh ghost of tsushima so i'll probably play them all but i i am starting to like hope for some new worlds to explore yeah definitely uh, oh go ahead sean uh yeah i mean I, i thought rise of the ronin looked cool it may not be my kind of game like depends on you know, I guess probably difficulty level is what my question will be, but uh, but I I thought it looked very nice. Uh, in terms of just something that seemed a bit different and kind of cool, uh, I thought I thought the Pacific Drive trailer was kind of intriguing. That, yeah, that so was sort of the post-apocalyptic in a car, like road it's like trip. a sci-fi twister almost. Like yeah. storm chaser kind of thing, and I thought it might be VR. I don't think it is. Not to say they couldn't add it. Like the look of it was kind of. I thought was this is a really cool VR idea, but I don't think it is. It's the de- debut game from uh, Ironwood Studios. Does anyone know anything about the studio or no? No, I don't. But yeah, I thought that looked cool as well. I the other stuff there were a lot of VR mentions, but it's really just games we've already heard of previously right yeah or games that are already yeah. added on the meta quest and i guess the other big thing was tekken 8 was that a first time seeing yeah. tekken 8 I, I believe so it looked really polished like really graphically polished yeah i i don't know i don't remember much about that um but it kind of like a lightning storm i believe was it just was there gameplay though or was it just uh i think so i think it was like a yeah. fight okay in an arena Maybe I missed um, that part at the start and forgot to go back and watch it. Anyway, uh, there was like a bunch of Yakuza games announced, which just add them to the list of games. I, need I thought it was just one. I thought it was like the new Like a Dragon. I think there was like three across all the shows. Oh, across all if, the shows. I, okay, okay. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I, I think get, only I one was announced here, but we should mention like there are other showcases and things from Tokyo game show that we're probably not going to talk about, but I, I don't know if we're missing any big, important things, let us know. Cause I'm, I, I could not, and, and Huck, you were asking for this. I could not find a great source for all the other kind of announcements and things that were coming from the show. It's kind of hard to find. So I know, I think TGS like officially starts this week coming up. Like, oh, Monday. Okay. okay. I think um, I was seeing some things from Alex saying that this is like the biz dev days like uh so i think they've just let in certain things there's not you know uh, 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 everyone on the show floor just yet okay so i don't sense. know if more stuff will come out this week or if like it's all going to be written up now and then released throughout the week but um yeah uh one interesting little tidbit with the yakuza thing too that you were mentioning uh it seems like the yakuza name is being dropped now only for like a dragon yeah. Because that was that they established Yakuza like a dragon last year, uh, and this is kind of an offshoot thing where it looks like they're exploring 
different eras and like wasn't this a while an gameplay. old west or kind of type scenario? Okay, I guess yeah, it was like sense. an old Japan. I think. It feels like it's a way they're going to explore the maybe the defining aspects of Yakuza in different ways. I guess like the Judgment series was like that too, right? Kind of a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, Judgment's actually a spinoff of Yakuza. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah, it's just like how Persona is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. Which you would never guess. <laughs> and I also didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, going back to Rise of the Ronin, um, did what's the deal with his hand? How, did you guys notice? That he's got like a metal hand, and wasn't there some sort of like that's weird Sekiro. hand oh. thing with <laughs> Neo? Oh, Sekiro? I thought you were going to say like that seems like a Sekiro thing, which it was. Uh, yeah, so what? what's the deal with that? You played a lot of Sekiro. Yeah, it was. It was, what was uh, the deal with the hand? Well, uh, certain powers were linked to it. I think you could swap things out on it. Uh, it was. It wasn't. A me- it was mechanical, but I think made out of like human parts. Don't quote me on this. I don't really remember. But uh, I don't know. I, the the hand really didn't come into play all that much. Other, at least I'm watching the video right now and. It is. Oh, and that's from software, not Team Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought maybe there's like some sort of thread between the two games, but it doesn't appear to be. No, no, no. And that's the thing. Like when Sekiro and Neo both came out, I was like, they're kind of borrowing from each other. Neo ripped off the Souls-like idea, like the the, the style, and made a game, and then they countered with Sekiro, which is a little more action focused, but had a lot of similar ideas. So how many? times are these different games going to cannibalize each other's ideas before we're sick of them like it's it's kind of crazy yeah and I, I i find when i see games like this like the same thing happened um i'm pretty sure with the ubisoft one i just think of ghost of shishima now and i'm like okay i, I feel like i've played this game already especially and this one definitely feels like an assassin's creed game with all the like uh, jumping off buildings and having that like wingsuit and stuff, very Assassin's Creed style. Yeah. And the hawk, so, which I, I think was like, yeah, and the hawk, yeah, like the birds kind of scouting stuff was in Origins and continued into other ones. Yeah, so I, it'll be interesting to see how they differentiate themselves from those other games because right now I'm, I don't know, I don't, I don't have a lot of time for giant open world games, and I. I would like to try this game, but it's one of those games that's like, I don't know how far I'll get, and I don't know how much I'll get to experience it. Even even Ghost of Tsushima, I basically had to mainline the story. I know, uh, Frank, I don't think you really liked that game, because once you did everything else, it kind of killed it. Yeah, I mean, so, I, yeah, I, but- I liked it a lot. I, I think that the, the quest structure and design is pretty... Uh, repetitive if you if you're not just doing the main story but it's still amazing like it's it's a really good game and rise of the ronin i think looks good so i mean if it's good i'll still play it it's just uh, i'm it's just a recurring theme not just with you know japanese open world games but uh just third party third person action games and when we get to the nintendo direct uh, all the farming games that are really similar. It's just like, like there's too many games being made and there, there's there's too many of the same thing. And that could be a good problem to have, I guess. I'm just kind of worried that people aren't trying original 
things. It actually makes me appreciate something like Lies of P or kind of these weird one-off games a bit more uh, than I used to. But again, it just also another trend is just pushing me to indie stuff more and more, which is doing weird, different things on a more regular basis. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there was another kind of looked like mech third person action game, sin or sign duality, which looked okay. Didn't blow me away or anything. And, uh, I think there was like a Hogwarts legacy exclusivity quest thing. Uh, that was about it. Am I missing anything? Well, you are missing the huge reveal of PlayStation oh, yes. Stars, <laughs> which I think was actually announced previously. I don't. I, I guess I had hadn't heard it or kind of missed it. But yeah, this is like some kind of digital collectible thing that Sony is pushing. That's like a loyalty thing. I, I don't. <laughs> it seemed like you get something in, not quite, but similar to a. Uh, NFT with these models of that look like they were part of the Astro Bot free game. Remember when you would unlock museum right, things yeah. of old consoles? I think they're just those uh, 3D models reused. So they definitely didn't use the term NFT, but because <laughs> it's not that, right. Like uh, I, I'm assuming you can, multiple people can get the same one. There's right, nothing yeah, exclusive yeah. about them, but it's harnessing that type of idea. Is this the return of PlayStation Home, where you can display your trophies in your uh, your own custom home environment? Sean, don't take that seriously. That was a joke. That is not okay. happening. Those things do not work. Uh, well, may, maybe they see a future where PlayStation VR has something similar to a metaverse, where you can have these things to show and display, but I would not hold my breath. I mean, Steam has this, right? Like, I, I, those weird collectible things that you get or trading cards, like, I have never looked at those. Like, I always have some kind of indicator saying I have, like, 40 of these things, and I have never you gotta clicked You've got to sell them, those. So. You've got to sell <laughs> them. You can actually sell those for money. Not oh, a yeah. lot, yeah, you, but yeah. Yeah, you sell them for, like, five cents each, and then you get, like, a free game every once in a while. Oh, jeez. I'm out to lunch on this. Yeah. <laughs> the secret is to play the new games quickly and sell them for like 30 cents. Then you make a killing. <laughs> so who am I selling it to? Just people who are actually collecting these things? Yes. Random people. This is, this is the genius of Valve because they take a cut. <laughs> they take a cut of every, mar- every trading card sale. So you sell it for 30 cents. You only make 25 and Valve takes a five cent cut, and this happens millions and millions of times a second. And Valve <laughs> is just rolling in their money like Scrooge McDuck. I don't it's think amazing. they happen. There's a million per second, but maybe per month for trading cards. I don't know. There's a lot, lot of games on sale. On maybe Steam. you know what? I'd like to see some numbers on that. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> All right. Anything? Even if it's a hundred thousand, even if it's a hundred thousand a month. And they're making between two and five cents. That's that's like you know two hundred. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. That's it's like not a, nothing. A good chunk of change, you know. It's an office space uh, scenario, fractions of a cent. But yeah, yeah. I think that's it for state of play. I know we went over it relatively quickly, but I'm ready to give my final grade. Oh, we're grading it. Okay. Of course. I will give it. A B plus <laughs> plus. 
I mean, it's a B minus probably for me. Uh, like it was pretty bad outside of God of War. Like I, I guess there's a couple of things, but okay. Just from a Sony perspective, if you're into Sony, you got two more Sony exclusive games that look really good: Rise of the Ronin and Stellar Blade. We don't know if they're going to be good yet, but no one else seemed to be pumping out anything original. If that's not a sequel, that's not a spinoff. Those are new ideas, which is hard to come by these days. Fair enough. Is that is that what we're rating it on, though? Like, how good they did against the shitty competition? No, it's like... If everyone laid a turd and then they put, like, a little <laughs> less turd down, should they get a high rating? Uh, I guess it depends how you define a turd. I don't see... Like, <laughs> those are Stellar Blade. We don't know enough about it, but the gameplay looks awesome. And it looks great, and it's on PlayStation 5. So I'm at least giving it the benefit of the doubt that it will be a good game. Rise of the Ronin is coming from Team Ninja, who is great at action games, has made uh, great like games similar to this, but not as action-based. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that's going to be a great game as well. Those are two exclusive new games for Sony and one game that is going to be probably the most popular game of the holiday season. That's pretty good. B plus plus. So, so I was not interested in stellar blade. It basically looks to me like Bayonetta meets like monster hunter meets tons of long winded narrative stories in between each boss fight. So not interested at all. And Rise of the Ronin, yes, I think that looks good. God of War obviously looks amazing. I'm with Sean. Nothing else really piqued my interest, so I'm going to go with Sean B- as well. I'm rewatching Stellar Blade, and I will admit, like, the intro portion was really drawn out and a little boring. But when it got to the action, dudes, this game rips. This Stellar Blade looks amazing. (laughs) I mean, I guess the only other thing I would say, like, and I don't know if we're like going to really be comparing all of these showcases. It's a little weird just because it's not like this is E3 where it's like everybody, it's just like you're, you're showing all your best stuff for the year. Like this is kind of like loosely tied to TGS, but it's like, you know, it's a state of play in a direct, like how many of those happen in a year? Like some of them show nothing. It's hard to know. It's, it's like apples to oranges in a way. Just give your grade, Sean. I already did. B minus. Yeah, give it again. The correct one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going until you say it's a B plus. <laughs> All right, Huck, you give your grade. You didn't give yours yet. You're right. I didn't. I already said that I was going with Sean's B minus. <laughs> so I will also repeat my incorrect grade. I didn't remember B minus coming out of your mouth. <laughs> all right still not that bad for a couple of sony naysayers like you that's pretty good yeah where's your where's your blue haze going on you got this like purple haze it's I don't a combination like it's a combination of blue and red it's a because we're doing nintendo direct next if i i don't know how to add brown to light because then i'd add ubisoft into the the lighting mix as well but <laughs> is that really their color it is to me. I think it would be purple. Brown for poop. <laughs> for poo. Okay. Um, okay, Nintendo Direct was the same day, and I really don't have a lot to talk about. I think the thing people were the most excited for 
was an announcement that kind of parlayed into Xbox, which was GoldenEye is coming to the online Nintendo 64. And I don't think it was officially in the Nintendo Direct, but uh, Xbox announced a version of it is coming to Game Pass, correct? Yeah, it definitely wasn't in the Nintendo one. So this is a really weird because I've been reading up on it and it seems like the facts keeps changing every time I check. But from what I understand, so Nintendo said, okay, we're for the N64 Switch Online, uh, you know, they're going to be releasing Goldeneye. It's the same, exact same as the N64 game, but it's going to have online play. Then uh, Microsoft said, we are also releasing GoldenEye for Game Pass. It is going to have 4K visuals. It will not have online play. And I can't remember if there was anything else mentioned, but it was kind of confusing because people were expecting there were rumors and it had leaked years ago or whatever. Yeah, and achievement lists have come out subsequently and stuff like that. So there was a remaster of GoldenEye that was supposed to come out for uh, Xbox for years now. And so they finally announced this thing and everybody was like, oh, this is the remaster. But I don't think it is. I think it's still the N64 game, but with 4K visuals, whatever that means. Yes, and I think they will update the controls as well for modern controllers, which is key. Now, everyone listening or watching at youtube.com forward slash game junk is snapping right now. They're like, who is this troll host that said the biggest thing in the game in, in the Nintendo Direct was Goldeneye. And it was not intentional. I was looking at my list, which is enormous of everything that was in this, and off screen was the thing people actually want to hear about, which is uh that was not intentional, I swear to God. Uh <laughs> The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. We have an official title. And a release date, tentatively, of May 12th, 2023. Uh, There was some bits of gameplay seemed to be like based in the sky, a lot of gliding and islands floating in the sky. So maybe a bit of a hybrid between uh, Breath of the Wild and Skyward Sword or borrowing some of those elements. Color palette looked interesting. Uh, I thought it looked pretty good, although there's not a lot to go on. Uh, Sean... You are one of the people who still claim that Breath of the Wild is one of the greatest games or greatest game ever, and you still haven't woken up to the fact that it's not. So are you excited for uh, Tears of the Kingdom? I am excited. I agree. There was not that much to go on. I mean, it what they did show looked cool, but I mean, there was a lot of build up to about like 15 or 20 seconds of actual stuff. So... Uh, the release date's probably the biggest thing. You know, you're always yeah. debating, is this actually coming out? Will they push it to the next console like Nintendo typically does with Zelda games? And it seems like it's scheduled to happen in the relatively near future. Yeah, I agree. Huck, Tears of the Kingdom moving your needle? Um, Slightly, I guess. I mean, I am not... I liked Breath of the Wild. I still have not beaten it, but I enjoy the exploration aspects of it. I hate Skyward Sword, so anything that is Skyward Sword-esque, I am not really that interested in. I just meant Uh, like the islands, like the flying between islands and stuff like that seems similar. 
Yeah. Not interested. But that's not why you hate Skyward Sword. It's the motion controls and other stuff, right? It's not the concept of flying islands that revolts you. (laughs) True. True. Yes, it is the 10-hour tutorial that is boring as hell. Um, But I, I would argue that I'm almost excited to return to Dreamland in a deluxe fashion. Uh, with wow. Kirby. Because I love that game on the the Game Boy, and I'm interested to play it in this, like, up you know, HD deluxe version. I think it'll be fun. And it's got, it seems, I think it's got co-op now as well. So, I, I don't know what this game is exactly, if it is a this is not remake Cur- of that game. It's not. That's Or what? Kirby's Return to Dreamland came out for the Wii. Yeah, it's an actual oh, did it? game. Yeah, Kirby just... in Dreamland, I think, is the original Kirby on Game Boy. Yeah, so it's not a remake of the original. It's just a remastered version of the Wii game, I guess, which I have never played. Oh, you're right. It's just called Kirby's Dreamland. Ouch. <sighs> oh, okay, I'm not interested then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, before we touch on any other announcements, I mean, the big story here was that there was huge rumors that there was going to be a retro a Metroid Prime remaster for Switch announced, and there was going to be uh, both. Um, was this a dream you had? I mean, oh, they, there's been rumors of this forever for the last five years. It was people ru- are saying the game's done. They just need to announce it. Like it's literally ready to go. But people um, are saying. And then Twilight Princess and um, Wind Waker supposedly were going to get some sort of package deal for the Switch, and neither of those announcements happened, and people were not happy about that. But it makes me wonder because I feel like this happened before, like with the Switch Pro. And I mean, obviously that like the Switch Pro still hasn't really come like it, uh, but like there was talk at the time that I think Nintendo, like if stuff leaks, Nintendo almost like has a policy just not to announce it if it leaks or if yeah, they leaks. go contrarian, like we'll, we'll yeah. get rid of it just to, to <laughs> not allow like, leakers to be correct. <laughs> I honestly something like that has been said and I almost wonder if that's what's happening here but um yeah, I don't know. I and I was I was actually looking forward to those announcements so I was kind of disappointed as well. Now, other than that, there my list is enormous here. Half of the things I don't remember. This the next biggest thing I think was Pikmin 4 uh being official even though it didn't show anything about it. Yeah. I did buy the Pikmin shirt Miyamoto son was wearing. <laughs> it's coming in the mail. Nice. So there was one game announced I was interested in. Uh I believe it was announced uh here. Master Detective Archives Rain Code, which is from the creators of Danganronpa. And it hmm. looks very similar to those type of games, just not obviously set in the Danganronpa universe. So I am intrigued about this one because I, I like those games. I think they're great. Um, but yeah, I had a really hard time with this one because – sorry, this one being the whole direct because it was basically just announcing games that are already out on other consoles for the Switch, which I don't – I don't necessarily know. I feel like that's every Nintendo why. Direct lately. <laughs> I know, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know why they had to spend so much time doing that. I, I guess maybe they're doing it for the people that only buy a Nintendo Switch and don't know 
anything else. So these games might be a big deal. But it seems so kind of weird to spend so much time on all these games in one single direct. Uh, why wouldn't you like break it up a little bit? Maybe have like, you know, two directs, uh, two weeks apart with and split it up so it's not so boring. Um, but I don't know. I could be wrong on that. So the other trends that really do does not have me excited with the these Nintendo directs. So many farming games and simulator games combined, like basically Stardew Valley in 3D. Uh, There was a lot of those types of games here. So if you're into those types of games, I'm sure you'd be excited by this, but it's getting, again, getting harder to tell the difference between them or why I'd want to play one over the others. Because to be honest, the art styles, if I was going to try to attract someone to that genre, it would be all about the art style. That's basically what pulled me into Viva Pinata. And none of the art styles, whether it's Harvestella, I, I can't even remember by looking at the titles. Harvestella, I remember because it's got a, an okay title. Uh, Fay Farm, maybe? Maybe, yeah, that's one, I think. But like, <laughs> their art styles are not distinct, really, in any way. Even th- that's similar about a lot of these games. And uh, the second trend is that I am done with. And this is not a Nintendo thing. Games names having ridiculous subtitles after them. Like it's always like a mouthful word word salad of the title followed by colon some ridiculous subtitle for the games. Can we get better at naming games and like just coming up with good names for games cuz it's it's getting ridiculous what these titles are for games. And they're they're stupid. They're not even good. It's not like I see the <laughs> subtitle and I'm like, "Wow, I'm Glad they included that. It's some weird marketing um, exposure keyword search thing. Like it's it's garbage. It's got to stop. And it's not just video games. Movies do this too. But enough with the subtitles. Yeah, I mean, I'm scanning through the list of games here. I don't remember what most of these even are. <laughs> Story of uh, Seasons was another farming game. Um. Yeah, I mean, so that is a problem, I would say. But um, various I mean, I day life, like it was uh, that wasn't really a that was a weird game. Um, I don't remember that one. I, the one, the only thing scanning through this list that I remembered looked kind of interesting was Oddballers, which I think is actually a Ubisoft game. It's kind of like a multiplayer dodgeball game. Although I feel like there's a couple of these already out there as well. Uh, Stickbold, I think, is one of them. So I don't know if this one's doing anything different. Obviously, there was that. What was the other dodgeball game that came out last year? Why can't I think of it? It was like kind of like a free-to-play or eventually... Knockout City? I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a, a, a different take. This is like top-down, car- like cartoony. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. a bit like... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say Fall Guys, but I don't really see it now that I... The customization aspects were borrowed from Fall Guys. Uh, but, you know, Knockout City was basically a shooter in dodgeball form, competitive, probably closer right, to Splatoon. Yeah. The other game that was announced was Octopath Traveler 2, which I think was probably a pretty big announcement. That had been announced before, uh, though, I think. Had it? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. Well, then. I'm not I positive. I, I had, yeah, I hadn't heard of it, but I, um, I think people will be interested in that 
for sure. I actually started playing or replaying a bit of Octopath Traveler 1. I still don't really like the, you know, totally separate storylines that kind of just like grace off each other as you go through the game. But um, I don't know. I like the art style a lot. And the gameplay is good. Yeah, so I guess the other big trailers, I guess Fire Emblem Engage, which comes out in January. Uh, and then there, I guess there are a couple of their biggest games coming this fall, uh, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. And uh, what was the other one? Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3, yeah. Which, I mean, they looked good, but nothing really new there, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other uh, Sifu and uh, it takes two, a few other games coming to the the Switch, but who cares? Yep, that's uh, that's about all I have to say on this one. I mean the um, the Wii or what is it? The Nintendo Switch Sports they they are coming out with a golf update, but it got delayed. Um, but that I'm kind of interested in, I guess. But that's about it. Yeah, kind of a dud. Uh, are we going to give our letter grades? Sure. Yes. I mean, it's definitely a dud, in my opinion. It's a D-plus dud. Oof. I was going to give C-minus, but that's too close to a B-plus. I cannot even... <laughs> it's not that close. <laughs> I think it's got to be at least in the Cs for me. Okay, you're right. I take it back. Breath of the Wild is a big but... deal. C-minus. C-minus. Yeah, C-minus, I would say. Across the board, C minus. I agree. All right, C minus. Sorry, Nintendo. You had a chance, but you blew it again. <laughs> but you didn't blow it that bad. Let's get to the UB forward, which happened in the prior week. And I don't know. This this is a very strange thing because it's almost you could look at it as just uh, Assassin's Creed event. They split it up into a bunch of stuff and then almost a separate section with different hosts and vibe for Assassin's Creed stuff, which was really strange. Um, but let's talk about the first half before we get to Assassin's Creed, because I don't have a lot to say about it. The weirdest thing to me is how many of these games are just like stuff that's existed already offshoots mobile versions of stuff free to play versions of things of like existing properties nothing that took place in that first part uh wowed me at all it was more like this is still going they're still trying to get people to play this game that now maybe there is a lot of people playing some of these uh, and in addition to the Disney one, these big companies seem to be like really pushing mobile free to play stuff, which they must be making money on, but I don't know from whom, because I don't know anyone who plays these things. It's, it's so weird to me how these things are making money. Um, but the biggest disappointment out of the whole first half of the show was, um, skull and bones. Like this game has been around being tough been talked about for a long time and honestly of the gameplay stuff they showed 50 percent of it was swapping cannons on ships anytime they showed gameplay it was like showing swapping out different cannons which let's be honest didn't look all that different and 
you know, not a lot of what you're going to actually do in the game other than customize your ship, which not surprisingly, I do not give a shit about customizing a pirate ship. If it was fun, I might care. But, uh, am I, am I the only one that was like this after six or seven years of talking about this game, this is what we're seeing and it's coming out this year. Yeah. It, I struggled with it, especially the part where they had, like, they talked about the insider program, and then they showed, like, a bunch of streamers talk about how great, like, it was that they got to play the game early. Like, what is this? Why are you showing this? Like, yeah. do you think just because these people say the game is great because you're getting paid to say the game is great that we'll think it's great? I don't understand what's going on here. Um, well, and I mean, paid, there's but. a competitor. Uh, this I thought initially was going to be more of a, a sh- let's say a shooter or competitive uh, action based pirate game compared to Sea of Thieves. I'm not sure. So I, I like I would want to showcase what that combat is. Like, why is this exciting combat versus what Sea of Thieves offer, which even though I don't like it, at least is visually intriguing and has a charm to it. This felt like, you know charmless is a way to describe it i think yeah i was really surprised because i mean it's coming out in november and i feel like i hadn't seen that much from this game yet and i thought well this is definitely their chance to showcase this game and i mean it's it was originally i believe a spin-off from assassin's creed black flag and it feels like it hasn't really like it feels like they took just a portion of that game and they haven't really built on it or expanded beyond that and i mean it could just be that they haven't shown much maybe they're like rushing to get this thing done and they couldn't put together a a video to showcase it right now the game's coming out in two months i know it's like it's a bad sign either way Especially when you didn't have anything else. Like, it's not like they had to cut that down because they had so much other great stuff to show. They really didn't have anything. And they did extend this portion of the, of the stream to like, by literally showing montages of swapping weapons in menus and on a ship. Like if that's what you decided to fill time with this video, I cannot think of a bigger warning sign. Uh, and then I'm watching all this. I'm like, whoa, this must be getting delayed at least a year. And then they drop November. I'm like, whoa, this something does not add up here. This feels like, okay, for better or worse, this game's done and it's coming out. And uh, if people play it, we'll, and we make some money, maybe we'll continue. But otherwise, it's dead in the water. Uh, what I'm reading here, and I kind of remember this, but it says it's been in development for a decade. So, I mean... That is crazy. I don't know what is going on with this game, but it's not looking good. Now, I don't know if it, fortunately. it was announced, I think, closer to seven years ago or something like that. But maybe they, you know, people are adding development time into that before it yeah. got talked about. That seven is just a guess, by the way, with my stout uh, well, memory Sasha's that creed. maybe COVID uh, compromised. COVID. Uh, Black Flag did come out in 2013. So they're obviously thinking about it, you know, during development of that game or at least like right around the time it came out. So I can believe that it was in some sort of production for that long, but, or maybe not full production, but, you know, being worked on, quote unquote. But yeah. that is, that's a long slog uh, to work on a game like this. Yeah, even the, the stuff they showed, in the back of my head, I'm like, I feel like Black Flag was better 
at the combat. Like this, it's all about like putting this armor on the outside of your ship, which isn't even really a real pirate ship thing. I don't think like, do you, do you remember them swapping out like just meshes on the front of the boat to protect yourself in battle? Like that doesn't feel like a real pirating thing at all. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's not looking good. I will say, even though I, it's not really my genre or a game I'm that excited about the Mario and rabbit sparks of hope that gameplay demo looked good. And, uh, kind of showcase some cool elements. It was a little long. Like it, it really, I was feeling the length, even though I was kind of excited to start. And then I was like, okay, let's wrap it up. If we're going to play this game, we're going to play. I guess that's the theme of the whole Ubisoft thing. Like just way too long and stretching out like minuscule ideas and announcements into an hour and a half show. I don't get it. Yep. Uh, I, I hear you on what you were saying earlier too, like the mobile games, like I don't, I, maybe I'm imagining it and I'm sure other, you know, publishers do this, but like, it feels like when something's successful at UB, they double down on it and double down on it again to the point where they eventually people get sick of it. Uh, and, or maybe not. I mean, I guess there, there is still an audience playing these games, but you know, to, to the outsider, it just seems like, how like i can't even like there were like three different division games shown and i'm not ready to to segue yet but that's that was the whole thing with assassin's creed where people they released too many of them too fast and then they're like yeah we gotta we'll pump our brakes we're we're overkilling and then in this they announced like five different (laughs) assassin's creed games it's or like (laughs) code names for projects and all this stuff it's like it wasn't this the whole point of switching paths with uh origins and whatever like it's it's very strange to me but there is one game and it's probably the game internally they could care less about but uh for the netflix game valiant hearts 2 which used the uh ub art yeah. I, I don't know if the new one's going to use that same engine or an equivalent i'm sure it'll be a similar art style but i love that game that was really good and mm-hmm. i just wish they'd go back to making some more unique games like that yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, they have that stuff. There's all these other games at UB that are in some form of development, like Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been floating around for so many years. Uh, Prince of Persia remake, which just got delayed, given to another team. They didn't show anything here. Uh, there's like the Splinter Cell remake or whatever that's in development. Like, there's all this stuff, but like, it's just like, not, I guess not ready to show, but then you got to think like, why are these games taking so long? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, and Trackmania seems to be something that's must have a community of people playing because they always talk about it. And Riders Republic, but I don't know it's purely anecdotal. But I've never heard of a single person that plays these. And most games, I'll run into someone's like, oh, yeah, I play that, or have you tried this? And I'm like, no, but okay, people do play it. These games they're talking about, not a peep from anyone I've ever met. Well, I, I was looking at the Trackmania like, end title card, and one of the platforms was Luna. And I was like, what the fuck is Luna? And I had to, well, look, it I had to one, look it up. Right? Yeah, that's the Amazon one. I totally forgot that even existed. <laughs> like, and 
I can't believe they would even make, take the time to put it on that thing. I'll be honest. I, I didn't know it to forget it. I, I didn't yeah. know that that's what yeah. it was called. I, I actually tried it out like a couple months ago because it it's available through Prime. But like it was I, I thought the lag was pretty bad on it. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess I, the last thing I'll say, uh, the Just Dance was anyone else like fucking freaked out or creeped out by the yeah, the look really of weird. the people in that? Like, I got flashbacks to being scared of like the Muppets when I was <laughs> five, or like that freaked me to or the 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 War Amps robot. Like, I was scared, and I'm a, <laughs> a grown man now. Yeah, for a franchise that is supposed to be family friendly, super welcoming, it was a very weird way to promote it. I mean, this series does make a ton of money. Uh, I, I do know people who play this game. Uh, but Yeah, that one I've heard of, and I've heard of people play. But Just Dance is big in the schools. I mean, that's like part of their routine for their morning whatever movement thing. Really? They put on Just Dance videos. Yeah, for people to do. Yeah, they don't actually They're getting that the education game. bank? They, they, yeah, <laughs> they just put on like a, a YouTube video of, of a song. And the kids dance along to it. That's their like move from the game. Just dance or just any song. Yeah. From the game. Just no. So they're stealing just dance Dance content for classrooms. Oh yeah. This is a scandal. (laughs) Well, it does make you wonder like, why do you need the game when you (laughs) just watch the YouTube video? (laughs) Especially without connect and motion controls. Like how, how do they register the dancing in these games anymore? I don't think they do. Like that's fucked. Let's be honest. That's fucked. <laughs> Before we get into the Assassin's Creed stuff, they did they did show Rocksmith Plus, which I thought is a pretty cool program in general. You know, if you want to learn how to play an instrument, or I guess just guitar, right? Yeah. So if you want to learn how to play the guitar, it's it's a pretty cool program, I think, and and probably a great way to learn guitar, to be honest. But there are I, I haven't tried any of these. I. I want to, but probably too old. I'm too close to dying to learn guitar. But there are a lot of guitar, interactive guitar programs now, whether it's on phone, computer, guitar manufacturers have their own proprietary learning services when you buy their guitar. Like, I don't know how much this sticks out compared to, like, it's a big market of guitar learning tools out there. I get ads for them all the time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Rocksmith is known like it's a like it's a name but it's been a few years since the last one came out i was actually interested in trying this one it's kind of like randomly my dad had a guitar he was getting rid of you need a special cable though he he had the cable and i was like oh cool yeah i'll take that but then like he didn't have or he had the game but like he had already put it on his steam account or something weird so then i see your dad yeah my dad your dad has steam well, I think I, I remember helping set him set it up at some oh, okay. point. And I think he tried it like once and was like, yeah, I can't figure this shit out. <laughs> but, so then I, I saw this coming out and I was like, oh, I should try this. But it's a subscription service. And I don't even think they have like a free trial period or anything. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to drop like 50 bucks or whatever the hell it is just to sign up and then find out I don't like it or I suck or hmm. whatever. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious, but. It's, uh, yeah, the subscription thing sucks. Yeah, I think Rocksmith will remain a curiosity for me. Uh, so let's get into the Assassin's Creed stuff. You know, I really 
took it to the last of us with their like self-importance of that franchise and the hump that the humility and, Oh, this franchise is so important to so many people, but I got to say this took it to another level of trying to make something sound more important than it actually is. And I'm going to start with the first thing. Did it not sound like when they said 15, that they were saying it really quickly to make it almost sound like 50. Like it's been around for 50, uh, 15 years. It's huge. It's been around. For, like if you didn't know that it's only been 15 years old, you're like, well, it's 50 years old. I, I'm not going into conspiracy mode, but there was something weird about the way they were saying 15, uh, trying to get some 50 bump big time, but either way, you know, we go in, it's like a half an hour at least. It might've been more of just, Announcement after announcement about Assassin's Creed. Uh, the most relevant one, I think, is that Mirage, is, which was already leaked, I think, or had come out. That uh, That's coming out next year. And by the, I didn't realize this right when they announced it. By the end of the show, I finally put it all together when they did that nice little roadmap of where Assassin's Creed is going. And uh, it was... Mirage is not a full Assassin's Creed game. It's almost a throwback to the original Assassin's Creed's, like that style, which I don't hate. But when I watched the video for it, for Mirage, I was like, this looks like Assassin's Creed 2, and not in a good way. It looks like a similar type of location, gameplay. So I'm sure there's people that are asking for more of a classic Assassin's Creed game. So I think it's servicing those audiences. But... It did not look all that exciting. Didn't Assassin's Creed 2 take place in Istanbul or something? Yeah, no, it's it's not the exact same location, but like similar. It's No, but I mean, it's still Middle Eastern yeah, kind of location. Yeah, there's vibes. And they even, I think, addressed that in the, the video. Yeah, they, they definitely were leaning into that, um, which, you know, for me personally, and like I have not really gotten into that many Assassin's Creed games, but... I lo- I'm actually more interested in the more recent ones they did. I'm not as interested in the old ones, so I'm kind of, I don't know, this doesn't do much for me. But the thing that I found strange, and I mean, his- I'm, I, I'm not big on history. I don't, I'm not an expert, but like it seemed odd because I think that the character is from Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but it's a prequel and it's set in Baghdad. And I was like trying to like in my head line that up and it just seemed very odd, but. I yeah, I mean, I assume they would figure it out because it's, uh, like, everyone will be fact-checking that. They have to know that. Yeah, so I don't yeah, think exactly. they could take that big of a liberty, but uh, I'm sure there's a reason, which they might have. I don't know if that was in an article I saw after. Or it was in the presentation. They alluded to that. Um, but then <clears throat> code names for what they called premium flagship titles – uh, and I think they said something about 150 hour plus RPGs. Like that's a good thing. Uh, and it was a uh, code name red, which is their Japanese open world game, which I admit five, seven years ago, if you had said we're doing an Assassin's Creed in Japan, I would have been like, that's amazing. That sounds awesome. Samurais, all that. I would have been in. But now we're we're six, or at least one open world, open truly open world game in Japan. Uh, it feels like a little late to be announcing this, and it's not even showing anything. It's like it's coming out in two years. Uh, so 
not to say I won't play it, but how did I not predict this? <laughs> like they're they're so lazy with ideas and just following trends that this should have been the most obvious thing to guess in the world that that would be the next big Assassin's Creed. Yeah, um, I, I can't get over the like cheesiness of the commentary and how fake it was though oh, yeah. in the like presentation leading up to this. Like I have a few quotes here, <laughs> and like I I just had to write them down because they're just so bad and like. That's big news. Like who – come on. That's big news? Who would say that in their own conference about yeah, their selling, own product? You're like, selling your own product a little too hard. Yeah. And then and then they're like interviewing a guy in obviously a gigantic like CG heavy like soundstage. Love what you've done with the place. <laughs> okay. Really? You're going to pull that one out? And then they're like getting ready to show the trailer and he's like, I think we can watch it now. Yes, here it is. Yeah, I, I, Why are I don't. There was this kind this? of like uh, uh, somewhat ironic, cynical, comedic vibe, but at the same time, they are playing up the self-importance of this franchise, which just made for a strange thing overall. And I, I kind of felt bad for like oh, yeah. in- interviewing the developers and have it like again making these games seem way more important than they actually are. Uh, I guess there was another premium flagship title announced for the far, far, far future, which was codename Hex, uh, which had a cool logo. I actually liked the logo and like Blair Witchy type type of thing they were doing there. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the vibe I got. I don't like they said it was going to be a big shift. So maybe it's an Assassin's Creed horror game. I, that, I don't know. That sounds kind of cool. That that yeah. feels like, OK, that's the type of new idea that I'd like to see in a series like this. And they also announced some TV show stuff with I don't care and uh, a mobile Assassin's Creed codenamed Jade, which uh, is China, I think. And I in thinking about like a, a smaller scale assassin assassin's creed like that was kind of a neat idea and they teased the idea of climbing the great wall of china or doing stuff on that that's that's kind of a a better hook than any of the other stuff i heard in this presentation yeah there was so there was one other thing that they mentioned right at the end and i think this had been announced before and I'm still confused what the heck it is. Assassin's Creed Infinity. Oh, so that's this is the hub. A unifying yeah, it, hub for all Assassin's Creed experience. <laughs> but like if that's is that all it is? Like I don't understand. Like they also mentioned something about multiplayer and I don't I didn't quite understand if that was a separate okay. thing or if that was part How of How I view this and there's probably equivalence. It's uh Halo Master Chief Collection or uh, how Call of Duty now, when you buy a new one, it just has one menu and you can switch between all the installed versions you have. And I think this is going to have the the multiplayer component is going to be part of that. And then if you've bought and installed other Assassin's Creed games, you launch them from one place and they will probably have some type of shared rewards like UB Play stuff, which I mean, Ubisoft's been pushing those ecosystems and communities forever. They don't work. No one cares. They, it's just annoying when I have to log into it and get separate pop-ups. And I, I don't get it. But uh, that's what that is. It's just launching a bunch of games from one spot, 
would be my guess. Yeah, it says it's compared to the Animus itself. Oof. It's described as a hub that will unite all of our experiences and our players together in meaningful ways. I agree. A good comparison is the Animus. It's the part of Assassin's Creed I don't care about and I <laughs> wish would go away. <laughs> I guess, you know, like if they could figure out and if this somehow means that there could be co-op, like I think they've only done co-op in one or two Assassin's Creed games before and I don't think it worked that well, but that um, could be kind of interesting. I, like, I don't know if they could go back and add it to previous games. Uh, I don't know what that means, but... Uh, yeah. No chance. Let's not get crazy. Anyway, um, I, th- I think that's all I have to say about the Ubisoft thing. And they were pushing their Netflix partnership quite a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Does nothing for me. All right. Are we going to give this a letter grade? Well, you did. you did forget one thing, which was probably the best thing they showed in the entire presentation mythic quest season three <laughs> that was the only thing i actually was excited about. i mean i was gonna watch that anyway so yeah i actually made me less excited to watch it the way they tried to hype it <laughs> tried to hype it up for gamers like this is the show for gamers don't tell me what to watch don't tell me what i'm gonna <laughs> like stop trying to think you're so cool I'll decide what I'm going to... You just give me your content and I'll decide if it's good enough for me to play, Yubi. Don't try to force it down my fucking throat. All right, we done. Now I... You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Now I got a nice (laughs) bit of stank ready for this letter grade. I'm giving it a forward F. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I mean... It's tough because only I because really, I want to say we don't give is it is it a thing now where you don't give E's? I would give it an E, but I feel like people just skip E's now. It goes A B C D F. Yeah, no point, no point in having E because e, e for effort is you know, E for excellent, <laughs> yeah. F for failure. Yeah, it's it's like a D. I don't know. Like it, these are, games are just not my thing. But if you are into Assassin's Creed, you probably would be excited about some of this stuff. So. This is your letter grade, not a hypothetical person on the internet. <laughs> Again, it's a, you know, in terms of stuff they showed and things they announced, there was some cool stuff, but a lot of it was just like a concept, a screenshot, uh, like, you know, not a lot of gameplay for sure for any of that. Well, Sean, I expect to see you swapping out cannons on pirate ships in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> Huh, I like I, I like the F, the F train. I'm going all the way down. Okay. Oh, did they? No, it was just the Disney thing where they talked about the Avatar game, right? I think so. Because that was something I was expecting to see in there, too. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why they wouldn't. Which I am actually excited for. I think it has potential. I'm not super excited for it. I think it'll probably end up being not good, but it could be good. That could be a good game. Um, all right, we're going to blow through the the D23 uh, showcase. Almost nothing was a big deal. Probably the thing I was most intrigued by was a Gargoyles Remastered, even though I didn't play Gargoyles. But is this is this like series coming back or something? Like, why would this game be getting remastered? 
because people love buying old games remastered. <laughs> okay, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I, there's a new show or anything. Okay, I I didn't think there was, and I thought it was kind of weird the timing. But I mean, I guess Turtles came back, and oh, you know, apparently made a splash. So apparently, there's a new ongoing comic series called Gargoyle Season Four that's going to continue the story. So there's something. Yeah. There's, okay. On, I guess. Right, yeah, there, you were, were onto something there, Huck, for sure. Okay, good. There were two things that I thought were kind of cool. Uh, I assume one, one is a game that they just announced. Yeah, so the the Black Panther yeah. Captain America game concept is very cool. Reminds me of uh, what was that game? Uh, the Saboteur, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it reminded me of that. I made a note of that as well. Yeah, Saboteur. Yeah, which, uh, you know, World War II kind of sneaking around and uh, fucking with, with Nazis. So, I mean, th- that would be pretty cool, I think. And it is Amy Hennig that's that's working on this. So. Yeah, that, that that was a like a great idea that I'm excited to play that game for sure. But am I missing something? Did they not even give a title for the game? They did not. No title. Like, so, yeah, it... I'm excited for that game too, but not a lot to go on at this point. It's probably years off at this point. But it it does sound good. They also announced another Avatar game, I think for mobile, uh, Avatar Reckoning, an MMORPG shooter. Oh, yeah. Not that there was much to say. They said MMORPG shooter, which is a weird way to classify a game. Yep, I, I wrote it down because I was like, "What?" Uh, but just in general, so many of these games are like for games that already exist that I didn't know they even existed, and it's like this is coming to Mirrorverse to Dreamlight Valley, and I thought they were new things. I'm like, "No, they're already out. No one plays them that I know of." And even though I was kind of looking at the at least the art the art was kind of neat and there's always kind of a bump to reimagining disney properties and new art styles kind of the way uh disney infinity did it it's like okay let's take disney and kind of unify them in this uh this graphical language like the way a funko takes a concept and maps it onto a funko we're going to take all these properties and unify them through an art style i always like that kind of stuff but i don't think the gameplay was enough to uh to get me going on any of these yeah so that dreamlight valley did that just get added to game pass recently i feel like yes, i just it did, saw yeah. it there a week ago or 2 weeks ago okay but so it's been out for a while it's just new to game pass though yeah but but Another thing, talking about this after Yubi, if I was Yubi, I'd be shitting my pants because like they're pushing mobile and free-to-play stuff and games-as-a-service type things. And Disney is just starting to do this stuff. It's almost like Disney Plus versus Netflix. They have IPs that people, no matter how shitty the game is, they will try it or potentially get into the ecosystem like the the marvel snap i i wasn't interested but it looked kind of cool and if i played those types of games and i liked marvel i would play that game or at least try it i downloaded mirrorverse and literally played it for 10 seconds and i was like i'm out uh because <laughs> i had to use the the touch screen as a controller and it was like diablo immortal i'm like i don't want to do this i thought it was gonna be something else and then 
a Niantic Marvel game, like taking Pokemon and doing Marvel with it. I'm not interested, but I can definitely see people wanting to do that. So oh, yeah. they, they can just, yeah. if anyone has the ability to take these free to play or service games and make them marketable, it's Disney. So all these other companies should be terrified if that's what their business model is. Yeah, they've got a lot of properties that they could apply to a lot of games. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't done more. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these things are CG trailers. This was no exception. But again, they do CG trailers really well. Like, they, they actually make interesting and compelling CG trailers. So the other game that I was excited about, you're going to guess, Frank? Well, Illusion Island, I know it. That's what it is. Yeah. Because that's the only one I was excited about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were talking about the, the lack of Ubi art stuff coming from Ubisoft, but this had a little bit of, was reminding me a bit of that. And it kind of takes something I talked about already, taking Disney and putting it in a different art style or unifying an art style. Uh, I didn't love the art style. I didn't hate it either. Uh, it's kind of angular, uh, vectory type Disney art, but the gameplay looked good. And, uh, you know, it's a platformer reminded me of Rayman legends or something like that. So I am, I'm excited for that game. And I think the art style is based on, there was a more recent, uh, like series of Mickey mouse shorts that I think is on Disney plus. I think that's kind of what it's based on, but, uh, Huck, what was the other thing you were excited about? I, I was surprisingly interested in Disney Speedstorm, which basically just looked like an exact Mario Kart ripoff, but I'm kind of interested to see if they do anything different or just basically take Mario Kart and see what they add to it. Because I I think Mario Kart has still kind of perfected that formula, and this literally looked like Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how hard can it be to copy Mario Kart? And yeah. then you've got kids who love Disney that are, are going to play it, to play the, as those characters. Man, Disney, I'm scared to think of where Disney is in 10 years. It literally could be terrifying. They could take over the world. It's it's kind of smart of them, too, to basically take the best games in each of their genres that they want and then just put the Disney facade over top. Yeah. Like, they're not trying to do anything new. They're literally just like, hey, Mario Kart sold 25 bajillion copies. Let's do that with Disney characters. And it's probably going to sell a lot of copies. And the same with, like, you know, the the Niantic uh, Heroes game or whatever. Same with this Marvel Snap game. Like, they're just taking games that already exist and slapping Disney products on it. Like, it is... It will work. Quite smart. Yeah, it will work. It will work. It will work perfectly. And they have money to fuck around with, too, if they don't. Yeah. Well, just think, they can... The game... Probably the game production doesn't take that much because they literally are copying. So then they can take tons of money and just put it into marketing. And you will see ads for these games everywhere. Mm -hmm. And kids then will download them. What was this uh, Tron Identity and by Bithel Games? Oh, yeah. That did look kind of I think they just said it exists. Did they actually show any gameplay anywhere? I, I don't think, think was, so. I, I my my note is no idea what it is. It's it's a visual novel game. I I think they did have a trailer, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it was just like a there is one that was released trailer, one week away 
one week ago on IGN. Apparently. Yeah, that's like an announcement thing. It's like 30 seconds long, I think. Last thing, why is Return to Monkey Island in this showcase? Is that because they bought LucasArts or something like that? Yeah, it is, I guess, a LucasArts property. I don't like it's not developed. But, well, because I guess LucasArts as a development house doesn't exist anymore, right? It's just kind of a name that they slap on stuff. But at one point it was a LucasArts property. So I guess so. Did anybody, you know what? Uh, there, there was that new Aliens game. Which we had seen before. We'd seen like a brief clip of like five seconds of gameplay maybe, but there was an actual trailer and I don't think I even watched it. (laughs) I saw what was in the Disney showcase and it was really underwhelming. Yeah? Oh yeah. Okay. I I saw that they kind of clarified that it's like a real-time strategy Oh, that's probably why it looked worse. I thought it was going to be a a top-down shooter like The Ascent and... Now I'm even less interested. Yeah. Your words sullied this game. (laughs) (laughs) At least if I thought it was a different genre, I might have still had it on my radar. Okay. There was Midnight Sun stuff, whatever. We're done. Let's give a letter grade. I'm giving it the big D. Disney D. I mean, I didn't didn't actually watch this one, so I can't. I can't judge the actual flow of the showcase, but in terms of announcements, I'm going to give it a D plus. I'm going to give it a D as well. I think that is a good grade for this one. Not much here, but if anything, I might like, if I was feeling really generous, I might give them a C or if I was Sean and I'm like thinking of someone who loves Disney, what they would think of this thing, I might give them a C or a C plus because, you know, to be fair, they're not into games. This is like something they threw together. And the fact that it, it was a little it's more, it's the first one they've done. Yeah. It was I'm a, assuming they'll do more. But. It was a little more interesting than like reputable game companies who have been making games for decades and they actually were comparable, uh, at least as some form of achievement. So, yeah. I am truly scared of where Disney is going. It's not going to be good for any of us. Uh, anyway, anything? Uh, can we get into what we played? Jesus, we're like an hour and 22. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you want to save stuff or like... Look, uh, you were the one. I don't want to peel back the curtain too far. I, I got to talk about immortality. I got to get it off my chest. Well, I didn't know if we were waiting for you to finish it. I did, bud. When you say shit like that, you think I don't go and beat it right away? (laughs) I didn't know. I saw you were playing Hades today, and I thought you were still... I got lots of games in my life. Okay, well... I literally just... We had talked in the car that I was close, based on how you get the credits to roll. I started the game up, credits rolled five minutes. (laughs) I was that close to beating it the first time. Or whatever beating it is. Okay. Well, yeah, we should talk about it. I mean, I so I just a quick update. I did get my Steam Deck, but I'll I'll talk more about that next week then. But um, yeah, so we all rolled credits on Immortality, <laughs> and uh, I really liked it. I kind of like it. Took me a while. You were kind of excited about it when you first talked about it, Frank. And it took me a while to get to that point where I was like, okay, I know what Frank's talking about now. Like it kind of happened for me. You mentioned that there's a certain point you got chills. 
I, I didn't, I did get chills and I said, the reason why the reviews are so high, I, I guarantee you read some of those reviews and they say they got chills. Right. Did you get chills? I did. I definitely did. And you know, so just, I, I guess maybe we'll do some spoiler at, we'll do non-spoiler and then at the end we'll talk spoilers. But, um, so it's a full motion video game. Sam Barlow has done a few of these before. I think so. I don't actually know if I played Telling Lies. I know I tried her story, and I kind of it was a little too aimless for me. But I think the difference between that and this game is that that game felt more like you were a detective. You had this at least a purpose that you were trying to get to the bottom of sort of a mystery, and that's kind of leading your investigation into all this this database of videos that you're go, you're kind of pouring through so this is you there's there's an actress that has made three movies and you've got all the footage of her three movies and you're able to go through and watch them i don't know that it even tells you at the beginning like why am i watching these what what am i looking for like it doesn't give you that and so i was gonna say unless you've read like the description of the game that says like basically find out what happened to her you wouldn't right. know what what you're supposed to do in this game. Yeah. So or I what feel you like were doing. I feel like it is missing a little something right off the top there. But then <clears throat> I started watching these clips and I would say, you know, there's like three movies. One is kind of like a I kind of want to say it's almost like a hammer horror film mixed with like a I'd say uh, it's kind of a a j- jallo, isn't it? Yeah, kind of, I guess. And then there's the second one is... Or maybe the second like, one's more like that. Sorry. I'm- yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. The second one kind of reminded me of like a Polanski film or something. And then the third one, kind of like a David Lynch film, maybe. I, I don't know what else I would describe it as. But uh, So I just started watching these clips and yeah, I was maybe like... Maybe Inland for- Empire? <laughs> yeah. But like it kind of... I was impressed with the quality of the clips. Like I thought, you know, recreating the era that each of these films was in the acting, the quality of the acting, I thought it was all pretty impressive, like among the best I've seen for full motion video in games. And then you start to see that these clips, sometimes you get bits of like, they call cut and then something happens afterwards. And there's like a discussion among the cast and crew. Some, there's some things where there's like, talk show footage or like news footage about the movie or something. Sometimes you've got like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you're starting to piece together more of like what was actually happening between these people as they're making the movie. And I thought that was a really creative way of like slowly putting together this behind the scenes story of what's going on. So I actually started just enjoying watching the clips. And so then started getting into that. You kind of get to the point where you start seeing weird things happening in the footage. And I thought that was really effective. And then I, I guess, you know, I, I started hitting some achievements, started getting to some of the reveals. And then there was a point where I was like, okay, I feel like I'm close to the end. What do I do? And then it was like another hour of like just clicking through videos. And I started to not enjoy just watching them for watching them. And I just wanted to get to the end. And that was a bit frustrating. So that was kind of my experience with the game. Like I still thought it was a really cool experience overall, but uh, slow to start and then a bit 
frustrating at the end was is what I would say. I mean, I'd go back to the chill thing and all my criticisms. Uh, while the chill is the high point, it takes too long to get to the chill. And once you get the chill, you never get another one. It's like, uh, I'm like, it never hits that moment again. And I certainly didn't find the videos like they're well done, but I don't really care what's going on in them, especially when my new motive is to find things in them, not to actually watch them and to click through them. So, uh, and when I would get achievements about finding out what actually happened to a certain person, I was like, I don't know what happened to them. Like I really wasn't paying attention. So, uh, part, part of that's on that part of that's on me. Uh, but when you start, you know, giving subversive elements within what you're doing, I start to also disregard what I'm watching. I'm thinking about the sub game, not the main game. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I, I liked it. I am kind of perplexed by the praise the game is getting. Yeah, I felt basically the exact same as you. I had the uh, the chill moment dampened for myself because I cheated. I read, <laughs> I read the, the your, I read your post, Frank, because I was getting frustrated. I was like, "What is going on here?" Like, I'm watching all these videos and I'm not getting it. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I don't feel like I never got to the point where Sean's talking about where. I feel like the story is progressing. I never felt like the story was progressing. I felt like I was literally just watching three movies in chopped up order and like, you know, some casting things, some, you know, um, what do you call it? Like practice things. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. What am I doing? And so I was like, I've had enough, like, screw it. I'm just going to ruin this for myself. So when it did happen, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, but then like you were saying, Frank, then you just start, like searching for more of those type moments. And um, like, that's all I was doing. And I almost felt like I felt bad because obviously they put all this time into making these uh, scenes. And all I'm doing is like, so you could scrub through the videos at various speeds. And all I'm doing is scrubbing through the videos at like pretty high rates of speed. I'm not even really paying attention to what's going on in them. Like you were saying, Frank, and I'm just like quickly going through and seeing if anything catches my eye or whatever. And it's just like, so I, I felt like I, like I can't even imagine how much time it took to film all these scenes and I'm not even paying a lick of attention to them. And, yeah. I mean, and it's just seems so wrong in that regard. I know it's not elegant, uh, but I feel like I, I could have benefited from some, HUD elements or menus of like which parts I've exhausted, um, how I connected things, uh, something to help me, especially when I put the game down for a while to come back and kind of like, what do I still need to do? What videos have I exhausted? Which ones haven't I exhausted? And, you know, I know the deal with this developer's games are it's kind of an exploratory format. Uh, and some people dig that. I, I don't like it all that much. I don't dislike it either, but it doesn't have, uh, you know, implanted mechanisms and reward hooks to kind of keep me coming back and to keep me engaged. So um, it's a cool idea. It's It achieves something unique within a game, but that's not enough for me. So I can't remember about telling lies, but in her story, you were able to, like, add 
notes or tags or something mm-hmm. to each video as you watch them. So you could kind of put your own customized organization onto it, which was kind of nice. And so you would know, like, if you watch something, whereas in this one, I had a really hard time kind of like placing everything in the timeline. So they have like a timeline that is purely by date. And I think one that is grouped by movie sequence, sequence in the films, sequence in the films. Okay. So even that, like I didn't totally get, and you can sort of like heart, like our track certain. You can favorite them. Yeah. Favorite them, which was kind of helpful for some of it kind of in the beginning. Um, but after a while, it, it, you, I didn't, I didn't do that at all. Um, you know, once you kind of know the trick, so to speak, then you just, you don't really need to, to do that thing anymore because you could kind of just quickly, uh, look through all the things. Yeah. And it's a little weird, like the discovery element. I didn't play it on a console. I wish I did because I feel like having Rumble would have helped me. Because oh yeah, yes. that, that, that I think is so huge. too. I also played it on PC. Yeah, and like I mean, the sound cues help a bit, but you know, if it's a discovery element, you know, the fact that you have to put Rumble in it to to show you when yeah, it is yeah, like, like I, that that does change things quite a bit. I think maybe that's why it was a little bit seemed a little bit more straightforward for me, but. Like you're watching something and you get this rumble in the in the controller and a little bit of like a background hum or like mm-hmm. just something sort of like a sound effect and and it, it definitely you notice it and you're like okay something is in this clip and I guess you know maybe in spoilers we can get more into the specifics of how you kind of reveal some of the hidden stuff but part of the problem was I was always just watching the clips. Mostly, I, I was actually watching them, and so I would usually just go from the start of the clip to the end of the clip, watch it, and then I was like, okay, move on, or click on something. I, I right? just wish there was, like, for each video, if I highlighted over it, it would give me a bar, because when you connect to them, you don't know at what point you connect to them, right? So I just want to know, I want to see if I've seen a portion of a video, even if they had a way of saying, like, if it's a white section of the video, almost like a, almost like a, well. a, a peer-to-peer tracker. Okay. Do you, do you know what I mean? And like when you're filling in chunks, I wish it had like a, an indicator for a chunk you've watched at full speed at di- like a different speed. So you could go back and fill in gaps that you haven't filled because if I was an editor, which is the premise for this, I would be keeping track of that stuff. I almost wish if you established a connection, you could hit backspace and go back to where you were really quickly instead of taking me to the new video. I, I, I just wanted some... It didn't match at least my particular thought process for this. It was taking me places I didn't want to go, but I have to. I'm not, otherwise, I got to go back and re-click on the same thing. Like it, it just didn't have a nice flow of doing this stuff. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know if we I don't know if we totally explain this well, but when Frank says like you connect to the different videos, like basically you're watching a video and you can click on anything in it, which I think you did mention Sean. But then when you click on it, it takes you to another scene that whatever you clicked on also exists in basically. But that it links be them point. by but you don't know what it's linking by. It could be similar items, uh similar yeah. people. It's a that also the connection element is a little too loose for me. Yeah. yeah, and also it takes you to any point in that video where that thing is. So you could be you know a third of the way through the 
through the video. You could be near the end. You could be right at the beginning. It, it, who knows? So you do have to like try to pay attention to where that is. I would usually go somewhere and then hit the button that basically takes you right back to the beginning and then play from there. Yeah, that's what I did. And if this was the uh, some editing suite that had been constructed for you to go through, you would be able to know, like you'd see a timeline. These are digital videos. You'd be able to know you're at minute 130 of a three-minute video and be able to get feedback like that, that this, this game is abstracting. And I don't know why it abstracts it. I don't think it helps anything. And the information is all there in the game. So maybe it like makes it look uglier. It's not as elegant, I think, like I said before, but I would have preferred the functionality. Yeah, that, the like mechanic that you know clicking through to other videos it's it's good and it's bad like i i liked that idea of like i i found myself hunting in videos for like you can reveal a lot of stuff just by clicking on certain actors faces or uh i think title cards at the beginning take you to lots of different things but like sometimes you'd hunt or at least i would hunt for certain objects and just you know find something and then there was sort of a thrill of like, oh, if I click on that, what's going to happen? And sometimes, you know, that would reveal a new clip. But particularly towards the end, when you know you're close, there's just some one or two clips you're missing that you haven't been able to get to yet. And it's like, it's it's random, right? So it's like, you know, you can click on like a, a window. It'll take you to another scene with a window, but it, it's not always this clip takes you to that clip. It's could be any other clip with a window. So like sometimes you got to do that multiple times to get something. And that is a bit frustrating. I mean, it's the antithesis of what this developer is going for, but it is too open-ended. I want some rigidity in the rules of this game. And, uh, it, uh, that's what makes it appealing, but it also is why certain people won't like it. Yeah. If you if you love like figuring this story out for yourself, I could see you loving this game. I I do like the the visual style of the three movies. I think that's kind of neat, and they they pull it off relatively well. Uh, and the performances are good. I think all that stuff for video games is top notch. Uh, I just don't know if it's all that much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it is more of an experience than a game, I guess. Uh, but I did really like the experience and it's just like, you know, story-wise thematically, I thought there was some interesting stuff there. I haven't, I only got like, there's some things I haven't revealed. So I don't even know if I fully know all the story. Um, but maybe we can touch on that in spoilers. Um, yeah, not too much else to say. It, It is something that stuck with me though, too, weirdly, like it just, I was still thinking about it afterwards. And I think part of it is just that, experience of like you mentioned frank that you kind of only got the chills once or (coughs) didn't subsequent times didn't live up to that for you but it a lot of them worked for me like multiple uh moments worked for me and something about that is very memorable so uh that alone i thought it was worth it and it's it's pretty short i guess if you you know play through it in a way that is uh efficient i suppose i think it took me like seven hours actually like quite a while yeah Yeah. and i think how long to beat says it's like five so it wasn't that long for me which is probably why i was getting frustrated but maybe the rumble thing really 
made it take a lot longer because I didn't have that with the mouse and keyboard. Well, the game, def- uh, we can talk about it in spoiler, but the game tries to set you up for the first time you make this discovery. And I don't even think it's, it's done that no, well. No. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the last like hour once it really starts like revealing the story to you, like the real, the kind of like the behind the scenes story kind of thing. Um, and unlocking kind of like what happened to the actress. Uh, I enjoyed that part, but for me, like the six hours before that, um, there was a lot of frustration in there. So I would say like, there was like three hours of me trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do. Then there was like three hours of me just trying to click on everything to try to find out how to get the next scenes to progress the story. And then an hour of me actually like enjoying it. So, um, I, I would say I was a little let down. I still think her story is the best one that he's done. Uh, I would probably put this second. Uh, and I'd probably put Telling Lies third, I think, if hmm. I were to rate, rate them all. Yeah, it definitely made me want to go back to her story. So maybe I will. But um, I, I did also, I mean, this maybe we'll talk about this in spoilers too, but the very end I, it was very frustrating for me. I don't know if you guys had that same experience, but like the sort of the end game moment where I thought the game was bugged basically. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't have that same issue. Um, maybe well, I, one probably cause you warned us about it. Uh, but also I think I, I, I don't think I would have got stuck there either just because of how I was uh, manipulating the videos in general. There's a specific thing that you have to do, which I was not using throughout the game. And yeah, I thought the game was locked. I didn't up. do that. No, I don't think I did. Maybe we'll talk about it. I don't remember doing what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Any other non-spoiler stuff then? Nope. Okay. Are we giving star ratings for this thing? No. It's not a review. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not an official review. Uh, if you want to, you can. Don't let me stop you. I mean, it's like a four star for me, but it's, you know, it, it hovers between four and four and a half because of the fact that it stuck with me. So well, that's pretty high. I would probably give it lower. I'd probably give it like a three. I still liked it, but um, definitely wouldn't play it again. Yeah, I will abstain. Uh, so put it. do you want to do it now or put it at the end of the show? The spoiler stuff. I don't know if we've ever done spoiler material on Game Junk before. This is unprecedented territory. Well, we've done it for reviews, but... Yeah, this is not an official review. We can wait till the very end, I guess. I don't don't really have any other what I played this week, so go ahead. Uh, I don't have anything else for what we played. We got to shut this shit down. This is the longest episode. I don't want to talk anymore. (laughs) Uh, So uh, check us out on YouTube.com forward slash Game Junk. Sean is on Twitter at... Film Junk. Uh, Andrew is Mind Greek Commute and Equilibrium Sis. And next week, who knows? I don't think there's any. Maybe some Tokyo Game Show stuff coming up. Sean will be talking about his Steam Deck and how much he's been playing it and how much he's just been rebuying things. (laughs) And uh, maybe some other news. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.
Okay, spoilers for immortality. I'll be honest, I don't have a lot to say, but let's get into the end the end moment cuz I don't even know what we're talking about. So this is when the the face takes over all of the yes. The the clips. Oh, really? I thought we were talking before that. With no, the that... the chair fire scene. No. Uh no. Well, cuz weirdly that was actually the second, so there's like four uh, what happened to so four and characters. so? Four mm-hmm. main characters, and there's four video clips where you find out what really happened to these people. And the second one I got was actually the one you're talking about, Huck. But it definitely mm-hmm. feels like that is supposed to be the last one you find. Okay, I got that third, and I have not found the fourth. The fourth so one I, is impossible. I, I literally was following a guide to do it, and I still can't unlock it. Okay. Yeah, I read something afterwards, and I and it seemed extremely hidden, uh, more than the other ones. But you find three of the four, you get the credits, and so what happens is after you watch that clip, that third clip, you go back to the grid of all the videos, and all of a sudden they start forming into a face, and once that happens, once the whole grid is taken over. You As you traverse each square of the yeah, yeah, you have to go over all, all the, the squares. Yeah, and once that happens, you can't like your controls are completely locked, with the exception of the right thumbstick, which zooms out. And I didn't, I had never really used that zoom function. Okay, hmm. that didn't happen to me on PC. Oh yeah, I don't know if that- I don't know if I was struggling and I just like was trying everything maybe, and I I, I would always zoom in and out with the scroll wheel on that, and maybe I just did it yeah. and didn't even realize it. Or what happens if you're already scrolled out all the way? Like I was kind of well, I always kept it scrolled out almost all the way. I didn't like having it zoomed in, so it's possibly I was just default to zoom out. I never even I didn't know that's what you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the fire chair scene. So what what happened with you then with the fire chair? So with the fire chair, you kind of so you should we well let's back up and say the should we say the the trick? The trick is that if you watch these videos backwards, it unlocks these secret scenes basically that show you like the quote unquote real story, what really happened kind of thing. Well, isn't and, it just that there are these other beings controlling or taking over these bodies? Yeah. Yes. So they they are the immortals. They are immortality. Um, and I believe it's supposed to be Mother Mary and Satan. Uh, There's lots Lucifer. of different impersonations or impersonations. In- interpretations. <laughs> Long okay. COVID's got me. It's got me. Well, I I would say the one is pretty ob- obviously supposed to be Lucifer, but um, I guess it depends on who the girl's supposed to be. But I, I heard, thought it was Mary. Uh, the version I read was two two of the original muses from. Greek one is uh and like a just a good and an evil others like a a, okay. a universal Adam and Eve or good and evil which is okay. kind of you're getting at the same thing but there's yeah. nothing official about any of this stuff it's just like okay a wasn't vibe. Lucifer the one in the Garden of Eden with the snake and the apple who, who I think the the convinced ge- her to eat the apple I think the game is alluding to the fact that those like immortal beings, which could be gods, I guess, are, are of what we've implanted our mythos and whatever onto as for the okay. reasons. I see. 
There, there is like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but one of the talk show sequences, if you watch that backwards, starts to interview the, the female immortal. I think that's the very first. That's the first one. That's, that's the thing I was talking about. That's the first clip you get. You have to watch it. And the reason they give you that is because that one changes in the, in the actual screen. So at some point, if you're not finding this stuff, the actual, uh, frozen image on that changes to be her so that it makes you click. Oh, on really? It. I'm pretty sure. Oh, unless okay. I got, oh, okay. unless I got that accidentally by rewinding it, I'm pretty sure the game starts like you, cause it makes you watch that video. That's the first video you watch. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, it knows that you'll recognize something is off with that one at some point if you haven't found it yet. So, well, that, I mean, that wasn't the first one I watched. That was that was the first one I was like, oh, this is not the same person. So I clicked on it, and then I finally discovered all that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what the first one I found was, but, like, you know, again, I think it took me a while because, like you're saying, Huck, you have to watch them backwards for the most oh, part. Oh, sorry. And that was the first video they show you in general. Yes. Not of the, like, backwards. Correct. One. You right. see a normal version of that video, her promoting uh, the movie on a talk show, like a Johnny Carson knockoff. And then later, or maybe it replaced it was like, it was even, it might not have been her on the freeze frame, but it was like an old version of that host. Like, he'd aged, like... 30 years that didn't make sense and i'm like this something's up with this like it 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 basically told you something's up in this particular video and i just kept scrubbing it and i think i heard the sounds and i'm like okay that's when i got the the first chill yeah yeah but i wasn't i wasn't rewinding much because like you were saying huck i would just hit the button to go to the start and then watch it through so i think that's why it took me a long time to even discover the first one of these yeah, and for me, like, I, I started favoriting the ones where I would hear that, like, weird audio fur- uh, mm-hmm. flourish. But what I was doing is when I would hear that audio f- flourish, I'd be like, does this happen? W-? Like, I couldn't tell if it was just, like, background music or if it was actually, like, placed specifically in. So then I would rewind back to the very beginning or rewind at, like, full speed and the backward clips only reveal if you're rewinding at like the first or second speed. If you go any in higher than that, they just skip over top of it and like as if you didn't find it. So right. I was I was like full speed back uh backing up and then playing those clips again and being like, okay, there's definitely something happening here with this audio flourish at this specific time. So then I would favorite those videos. But until I read that like spoiler comment in the Discord, I had I had no idea. Like it would have taken me probably another two hours to figure it out because that's just not how I was approaching those clips. I was not back going backwards slowly. I was just either going all the way back to the beginning with the back to the beginning button or doing it very quickly past there. I mean, I probably I, would have stumbled on it eventually if I was like scrubbing back and forth. To me, that's I the failure of the game. The game yeah. does not teach you how to play the game. It teaches you the buttons and the controls. It doesn't put you in the right frame of mind. And it basically extends its length by making you figure out how you need to play this game. And that's going to vary on an individual basis. So that's where I kind of see it. Like it can hide under this guise of, Hey, it's an experience. It's, it's not a game that's going to tell you what you need to do. You need to figure it out on your own. But 
I don't fully buy that completely. Yeah. Like that's that feels a little cheap to me. Yeah. So uh, going back to the fire chair. So the scene where the lead character dies, she gets set on fire in a chair. And when you rewind that video, it starts playing one of the hidden scenes, which then ends. And then you have to hit forward, which will then unlock another one playing so it's kind of it's kind of a few sequences like that where you can go back and forth a bunch of times and it keeps okay so you have to it's kind of hard to describe but basically when you're going backwards and unlock a new video that video plays forwards but the controls are as if it's still playing backwards if that makes sense so like if you were wanting to go forward you actually have to hit backwards and if you want to go backwards you'd actually have to hit forwards so then when you get to this part where it goes back and forth a few times, the controls kind of get mirrored a few times as you're doing it, which is like what I thought you were referring to, because I believe that was the first one I came across where that happened. Um, okay. Yeah, that is I didn't even, a confusing thing. I didn't notice any of this stuff. Like I just I feel like I was just an equivalent of button mashing almost at this point. Like that that's the other criticism I have. Like if it feels a bit button mashing y and with the equivalent of arrow keys and scrubbing of like just try a bunch of stuff. I don't <laughs> I, it didn't feel like I was doing like a conscious, hey, I'm gonna try this at two frame like I I'm just trying a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Seeing yeah, what kind of throwing spaghetti to a wall and seeing what sticks. Like it's it's not that exciting. Yeah, see, it's weird. Like, I there was points in the game where I felt like I was following clues, and I was, I, I don't know if it was random or if I was actually following a path, but like, you know, one of the things is there's a big time gap between the second film and the last the film. Mm-hmm. So I was really concentrating on like the last clips from the second film and the first clips from the third film because I thought there was stuff to fill in there. And yeah. there, there kind of isn't, but those clips are important. So that did lead me to some stuff. Yeah. I, I found it interesting that that does kind of like point you to what the final answer is, is that basically she's like, um, you know, taken over by this immortal being or whatever, because in the first uh, movie or shortly after the first movie, I, I wrote it down. She was 20. And then the last movie takes place 30 years later and she still looks like she's 20. So I was like, something weird is going on here with like, obviously immortality. Um, so it does lead you kind of towards that something like that is the final answer. But like the connection to get there is not made through gameplay in any way at, at all, really. It's kind of just like the story is just like magically found. Um, and so is the last one that you guys couldn't find the, um, the like, the, the woman that is taken over by the lucifer character in the last movie is that the one you guys didn't find i think so i think it's her name's like amy actress amy yeah yeah. i still can't find that one and okay yeah i didn't bother looking around for it but i i also couldn't find it no it's it's like it's really i'm literally following a guide to how to get that achievement and i still can't do it so it's like Like it's basically a, an inception scenario, like a, a rewind inside a rewind inside a rewind with very specific timing elements. I'm like, okay, I never would have found that. Don't really care. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I think it's an okay game. Don't get me wrong. It's interesting. It's a cool idea. I my big thing is at least it's come down a bit. It was a 94 on Metacritic. Now it's an 88. Like 
that praise is ridiculous. It's like kind of typical video game journalism stuff. Like it's, you know, it's different that, so it's good kind of thing. And, uh, you know, games need certain rules and things to establish it. And there's fair criticisms against this game that I can't see how a game critic wouldn't have that have nothing to do with like it being like a a cool idea. So, yeah, I kind of like, I guess I don't agree that like, I'm sure there's people out there that would criticize it and just say like, there's no, there's not much to do. This isn't, there's no gameplay. Like this isn't a game or something like that. And I I don't agree with that, but I'm with you as we've discussed there, there are mechanics and things that it's just, you know, depending on how you play it, you could take way longer and get a lot more frustrated. It doesn't hold. So what I'm commenting on is I'm willing to accept this game in its own self-defined version of a game, which is it's completely exploratory, right? That's how I'm evaluating it and criticizing it within that context. The things you're exploring and discovering are not at the same level. And the it's, they're not cohesive. If the goal is to kind of unlock a story, I'm, I'm really not. I'm kind of like just literally connecting, clicking dots and doing my best to piece something together. There's no revelations or discoveries like on a story level that really hit home with me other than the, the when you discover the gimmick for the first time, which I admit is cool. And there is something unique about discovering it yourself that that's what this game affords you. It's like, we're not going to tell you anything. So when you discover something, it's going to feel really good. Uh, but that's, I wish that ever, I wish the story had the same feeling as figuring out what the gimmick is. Because by the time you figure out what the gimmick is and then you use it, I'm like, okay, that wasn't that big of a deal. You kind of get it from the first video. The first time you find it, you feel like you're, there's so. In the interview one, which is the one I got first, it's, and I think most people, that would be the one they get first. It's, there's some being, they've been here a long time and they're implanted on these people that we're seeing as humans. That's it. You've got it all in that moment. There's details you might figure out, but there's not much else. Yeah. I, for me, like the story, I, I did like, like, cause, you know, to me, it was like one of the talk show things. They talk about how there was an accident in the second film. And you're like, okay, that's obviously important. What happened? And so you're kind of trying to get to that. And when so when you find that out, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And like, again, this whole idea, like the game's called Immortality. These beings are immortal. But you're also dealing with film and a film star and the idea of like their legacy that they've left behind. Like they're kind of just by making movies, somebody kind of becomes immortal in that sense. So I thought the movie or the game was playing with some of those ideas in an interesting Does way. Does the game establish why the main actress like disappears and no one can find them? I don't think is it, is it alluding to the fact that this being teleports away from the body in and out or something like that? I don't think it really solves the mystery that it presents at the beginning, which is what happened to this person? Like, I guess you find out how they ultimately die. You don't find out why they disappeared in between the movies or anything like that, to my knowledge. There is some mention of that, like, they, the one of the beings does leave for a long time and then eventually comes back and they mention, like, oh, you couldn't stay away or something like that. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I feel like I didn't get 
all the story pieces yet, but uh, I kind of got some sense of that. I thought not- that I thought you were going to have to like fu- kind of highlight the the secondary story footage stuff. I thought at some point you were going to have to assemble it in order and like be able to play it through and get like a like a version of the story and it was going to give you a, a template of filling in gaps at some point and like oh, this is the parts you're missing and by the time you play that out it was going to be like extremely like profound like play, see, you're you're getting fragments and seeing it all together, it might be a big deal, but I, I don't, I'm never. I don't think I'll ever go back and do that, other than reading summaries on the internet. That might be possible. Like I know, obviously, there's achievements for unlocking all of the footage, uh, but you can't keep a track movie. of all of it in your brain. Like yeah. I need a way to to make it there's mean no something to me. Way. If I can't make this story mean something, like then why am I playing it? other than to connect and, dots and click on things. And, and there's no systematic way to actually know, like how to have any idea what videos you're missing. Yeah. So you would literally have to just like, okay, I'm going to start at the oldest one I have, click everything that's available and then go back to it. Click, but then you click on everything. it and it takes you to another one. So then I got to back out, go back to, that's why I wanted a backspace yeah. button or something like that to just go back to yeah. where I was to be exhaustive. But the game doesn't want you to do that. Because it would be boring and literally just, you know, uh, a comb the desert scenario to this game. And yeah. it would probably be criticized more for encouraging that type of thing. So, it, again, I think, I think you should you guys should both go back and try her story because I think it does all the things you're complaining about much better. But um, the story, you could say, is not like wrapped up in a neat bow like it is in this one or as neat of a bow as it is in this one. Um, but that is kind of a good thing, actually. So I, I think the the way they lead you through the story is much better. Much, much better. I think in terms of, like, how's the, there's the indicator for when something is going, like, there's a, a second portion to any of the videos. I think they should have had a way of locking you in. Or... Telling you that something important is happening right now. I couldn't tell what was important versus what wasn't. Like, like a way of highlighting, you know, pay attention to this. Like, so when, when I would get an achievement for like, oh, this, you just found out what happened to this person. I'm like, I didn't know. That's not a good sign. If I'm inve- like, I can't be that invested in this game if I would just found out something huge and I was completely oblivious to it. <laughs> well, I mean. It- in all the cases, someone dies. Were you yeah, just not thought, watching the videos were, at all? Yeah, but it's in the context of a movie. People like the the gunshot one is like, oh, it just. I think she says, oh, it just went off or something like that, right? Which yeah. I kind of get, but like uh, the burning one, like I still don't know who was setting her on fire, why that matters. Like, well, it was the other girl, the other person, the other demon that was in. That was the Amy person. You, you, you watched it. You watched her walk in and pour all the lighter fluid yeah, and right. light her on fire. Yeah, but I, I don't know who that Amy person is. She was in the movie with her. She was like the other lead character in that two of forever. Yeah, but I did. I, I don't know why that that I thought it might have been part of the movie. Like, how do I know well, that's not a scene in the movie? It's true, but you can. Uh, I, 
I was looking closely, and you can actually see her breathing in the chair. And then obviously it cuts to it. Yeah, no, I got that too. But again, cool cut. But yeah, I don't. That's another thing. If it's filming movie stuff, what's part of the movie and what what isn't? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like something happened near the end that made it obvious it wasn't part of the movie. But or maybe it was a couple. But I I hadn't before that when I got that happening, I hadn't revealed that there was a second being yet. I only knew of one. Everything I found was with the one. Oh, really? Yeah. You hadn't find the guy with the snake? No. I found that after. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I thought he was in like a ton before before I found that burning chair. I only found stuff with the girl. Interesting. Hmm. And then I finally found right after the credits rolled. I found, or maybe that's when the credits rolled. Maybe I had to find both for the credits to roll at some level. I saw something with like the Garden of Eden illusion of uh, like, I was my idea to put the snake in the apple or something like that. Well, that would totally change the story and like the understanding of the story of that scene in particular, because at that point in time, I'm pretty sure I had known that she was inhabited by the Lucifer character or whoever the other character. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Which was weird too. That, and I mean, it was kind of interesting that she had talked the the female being or whatever had talked about all the different ways you can die. So obviously she's died a lot, and I think she was saying that like burning is the worst, and then she gets burned. So I don't know if there was some other story bits uh, that I didn't get yet. That okay? Well, maybe they have a falling out, and that's why she gets burned. I didn't see any of that necessarily, or maybe it was just jealousy. I don't know. It wasn't totally clear. well. An important part of understanding the burning at the very end: why is that person or creature letting themselves get burned? Like the part of that is they're standing still, and it's almost like the first time I watched it, and still not knowing until right now that that's the other person doing it. Like it felt more like a suicide or wanting to die, but they're not it's dying. Possible. It's just it's just a temporary death of that version of them. She wasn't tied to the chair. I don't remember exactly. I don't think that. so. I mean, there there is a one of the hidden clips where they are arguing with each other. The two. I didn't see that. Or whatever. One. And and she's basically defending humans and saying like you know their creations are worthwhile and I can't remember exactly but like, okay I don't think I saw that one either I saw that one actually I, I guess maybe I didn't piece together that they were both immortal beings like I think in that one you can't really see the face like the perspective you only see the one I don't quote Could me on be, that yeah. though yeah I mean it's. I don't know. I, I would like to try and just unlock everything so I could understand if I actually know the whole story, but I, I don't, I mean, gameplay wise, I'm not that interested in doing that. Yeah. I would looked at a guide for getting all the stuff and I don't know if it's a, if it's going to happen. It's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. But it's Just cool. We want to go back and play Hero story. It, it is cool. Yeah. Just not as cool as, People seem to think it is kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Is that it for immortality? I think so. If if there's stuff that we missed here, that's super obvious. And, uh, I still deep down would probably blame the game for not, for not making it super (laughs) obvious. If that's, that's, 
I, I have done no reading on the actual, like, I probably, I'm sure there's some websites that explain the whole story. I just haven't even read any. That's that. probably my huge underlying criticism that yeah, if absolutely. things are obvious or, or a big deal, it's the game doesn't do a good job of letting you know that. Uh, so it's easy for this game to put everything on the player as being a problem, not the, not on the game itself. That, like I said, that kind of bothers me. Anyway, check it out. Let us know if, uh, like I said, we missed anything major or story stuff. Maybe tag it with spoilers so people don't eviscerate you in the comments. But uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye-bye.